Okay, let's get started. Um, <clears throat> December 23rd, 2019, approximately 6 o'clock p.m. Um, probably one of the most questionable, worst days of my life, but I don't really talk about it as much because it's the day that I potentially committed suicide. Um... I was in Pooler, getting off of work. My car broke down earlier that morning, and I was just tired overall. I worked at a hotel, so I went through the day of work. I'm exhausted. I'm frustrated with just life in general, just leading up to that year and in point. Just everything wasn't going my way. I felt disappointed, defeated. Um, I felt like it was people that cared about me, and, you know, I went to advice for them at times, but overall, like, they couldn't really understand what was going on in my shoes. So my car was on the other side of Pooler, um, near Sam's and everything. And I'm over there near the outlets and stuff. So I'm walking on Pooler Parkway. And at this point, I'm just like, man, my life is shit. Like, my life is really nothing. And I'm just sitting there. And I get to this part of the highway that has a gap in between them and there's i think it was a body of water down there so i'm sitting there near the ledge and i'm like man if i jump everything could just be more like peaceful and i was really contemplating on it like because i was just like Man, I really don't care no more, but at the same time, like, I was, like, 80%, I don't care no more, 20%, like, like, I need to just reconsider some things. So, my phone was on about, like, 20%, and something, something in my mind told me just to call somebody that, that's going to be able to help you reiterate a few things. So, I called my friend, uh, C, and... She really uh, told me everything that I needed to hear as far as not preventing it to happen, but just showing me a different side of what I was going through. Because in a sense, the what she told me, the message that was portrayed was like, my life could be complete hell, but overall it still holds value to myself and to potentially other people as well. So I wouldn't just be hurting myself. I'll be hurting other people that potentially cared about me or do care about me. So she ended up staying on the phone with me for like four hours. And through the duration of that time, I'm walking Pooler Parkway at this point towards my broke down car. And she was able to help me talk through some things as far as like being able to figure out what I can do to get home. And I was able to fix the situation at hand and drive to a certain extent to the point where I got home. And when I got home, I was, just, I just broke down in tears and I was crying and I was just flustered with a lot of emotion and a lot of stuff didn't really make sense to me at the time. But, um, just being 22, freshly turning 22 and just going through the stuff I was going through is really questionable at the time at the point whether you want to live or you want to die and it's gonna be it was so many things that was just breaking me down like step by step breaking me down like I was just defeated I felt like lost every day I had no purpose but um just being able to talk to somebody like that and just to have a second opinion on myself kept me from doing something that would have been highly drastic and completely selfish on my part. And throughout the course of me uh, going through that last week of December to about the first week of January, uh, I was really in a depressive stage. I wasn't working at the time. Uh, everything was just kind of tough for me. So 
I then decided to dye my hair because I felt like nothing's going to change in my life. So I need a fresh start and I need something that's going to be able to help me get an outlook on things before myself from a broad perspective. So basically I wanted to form a new version of myself in order to get rid of the old person that was just felt defeated and was constantly fighting stuff that he couldn't win. So I dyed my hair on December, oh no, on January 3rd, I dyed my hair to a, it was kind of like a honey blonde, but it was still kind of like brown, so like a honey brown color. And for like six to eight months, my hair was dyed and I changed colors because I didn't really care. I got a bunch of tattoos, but um, throughout the month of January, I was just helping my mom with certain stuff because she was going through stuff too and overall we had uh we had a disagreement on something that led to me throwing things calling the police a lot of unnecessary stuff that i really could have prevented and it was all because i wanted a friend of mine to come play 2k with me and she didn't want anybody at her house. And I can only respect that because that's her house. But just a lot of stuff in between from January to about at least like January, February, I was really in a depressive stage. Like certain stuff. It was at one point in time I didn't eat for like 14 straight days. Like I was starving myself. Food lost its taste to me. Like a lot of stuff didn't really make sense to me. And it was people that were trying to cheer me up, help me out. But, you know, a lot of stuff didn't work for me. Like, I tried a lot of different things up until the point when I first turned 21. Like, a lot of people, they know that I drink. And it may lead to excessive drinking or to the point where I don't really give a damn about my liver. And drinking was kind of like an escape for me when I first had turned 21 or in the midst of going through the middle phase of turning 21 to 22, I was just drinking just to, just to drink. Like I didn't care. Like I just wanted to drink anything, anything that like was mixed brown or white. I didn't really care about myself. I didn't take care of myself. Uh, I was willing to do anything to be out of my body, out of my element because anything I felt when I was sober or when I was, you know, going through what I was going through didn't help for me at all. It was just a phase, uh, a positive phase for me in a sense. And I couldn't really understand it, but a lot of people can't understand what I was going through. So just drinking for me helped me. It was kind of like therapy for me. And then just getting tattoos. I just got tattoos. I wanted pain. I wanted to feel pain. I wanted to feel what I was going through. I wanted to understand stuff, but I really didn't take care of myself at all. Like, I just was like, hey, if I'm only going to be in this body for a little bit of time or whatever God allows, hey, fuck it. I don't care. It's my body. I can damage the temple if I want to. So, So I just really went through a a new me type phase. Like I just didn't want it, want anybody to feel like they had to check up on me or care about me enough. Like I didn't even care about myself. So I felt like people didn't really have to care about me. So, I mean, overall, like that's just the basis of it. I'm, and it may sound sad, but I mean, it's the truth. Like it's people that's expressed care for me and, you know, care for me and want to give me advice and help me through life and stuff. But You know, some people are temporary. People are temporary. I've had people come in my life. uh, Certain people that have been friends, we've been able to work together or whatever the case may be to the point where they're not even shit to me now. So, (laughs) but like, I can't sit here and say like they're not shit because they shaped me and helped me become whatever, whatever I am, whatever the type of person I am that I that I'm still trying to evolve to be. Like, I can't sit here and say, fuck those people, but those people 
were part of my life and were able to either make or break my life as far as elevation. So I can't wish bad on those people. And then um, the beginning stages of February, the first two weeks, I was still kind of in a depressive stage. So about the whole month of January, it was kind of questionable with me because I had my good days, but I had a lot of bad days, a lot of dark days. Um, And then in February, I went through the past two weeks. Those first two weeks of 2020 in February was just uh, uh, I just found new work. So I was about to get into work. But at the same time, like I didn't have anything really going on for me. I was just really in a deep hole that I really dug myself into and I couldn't dig myself back out. Um, Didn't really care about a lot of stuff. A lot of things came at me uh, that I could control, couldn't control. And I was just at the point where I was just, you know, I was like, fuck it. Whatever comes my way, you know, at some point I just got to handle it. If I can't handle it, then it is what it is. But if I can handle it, then it is what it is, too. So I wasn't really too happy about a lot of stuff, you know, whether it was positive or negative. I wasn't happy about anything. I was just keeping the same morality. Um, I was just I was just like, fuck it. Like, hey, bring it on. It's another part of life. Right. So got into work, um, started working a little bit. Um, Just really just trying to find my way as far as like how the year went. And then uh, quarantine kind of transpired on me and everybody else uh in the midst of the whole kobe scenario as far as his death and just uh things like that too so uh, and throughout through all of this time and you know i'm helping my mom with some stuff because you know she's going through stuff you know health wise with herself too and it's just something i just wanted to be there for her help her out but you know things didn't work out ended up you know going back to my father's house where I'm where I originally stayed and just being able to like, you know, find my footing as far as work, getting back on my feet, just everything in general. Just trying to trying to see what I can do to help myself in different ways. Um and then a lot of stuff just happened in between, just me trying to get back into work. Um have my podcast going on a little bit. Um just getting into more videography for a few people here and there, but wasn't anything too like too good to be happy about. Like you know, I'm still not satisfied at this point. So a lot of things that could be much better than they are now. But I was the type of person, you know, I can't complain about what I have going on because it's probably people going through worse than I'm going through. So I can't sit here and just you know blame everything. But I mean, at the same time, there were days when I questioned God. Like I questioned God. Like I would sit there. I wouldn't even pray. I would just be like, man, what, I would just talk to God and be like, man, what the fuck you, what the, what the fuck are you really doing to me? Like, what's really going on? Like, I understand that adversity is a real thing, but just having to go through it constantly is just, it takes a toll on you as a person. And it really just, you know, negatively hurts you in a sense. And I was just having those moments, you know, just talking to God, feeling everything out. Just, and there would be days where I felt like I was just talking to myself, you know. A lot of stuff didn't seem cool to me, and I was just like, man, you know, I can only do so much to help myself, but, you know, it it just felt like I kept getting knocked down, and it's hard for me to get back up. Somebody keeps, like, pushing my chest as far as me trying to get back up. So, you know, fast forward through, like, March, um, you know, still going through the same stuff. You know, drinking excessively, getting tattoos here and there, just working, not really caring about life at this point. You know, at this point, I'm just taking life day by day, whatever it is, whatever I can take from it, it is what it is. So, you know, still dyeing my hair, you know, still going through the same old, same old. And, you know, I'm just living life, but just in my own way. No happiness, no sadness, just, you know a mutual part of my life that was just, you know, it is what it is. I'm just going through the waves and everything. And um, there was people in between that I've met and, you know, um, people questioned me as far as, like, how was I doing and stuff. But, you know, concerns are concerns. People only care about you when you're going through something or when you're hurt. You know, when you're doing well, you rarely hear from a lot of people, so... 
I mean, but that's life, right? You can check up on somebody. They won't even check up on you. You become strangers. It's a lot of people that's came into my life that's been that way. And um, I I can't sit here and disrespect those people because those people, you know, they were able to help me at a time when I needed to help. And, you know, I can't sit here and say, you know, you know, it's supposed to be it for everything. People are temporary. I understand that. And I got to move on with my life just as much as they got to move on with theirs. And there's certain people that's going to come into my life. There's certain people that's going to come into their life that's going to change the perspective on a lot of stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, I had to learn that it was more so of a trust thing. Like, love doesn't mean shit to me. Like, I can say I love you, but I cannot. I don't have to trust you at all. Like, trust means way more to me. Trust and loyalty. Like, it's just, it has a deeper meaning to me than love. Love is just a word. You can throw love out there anywhere. You, hey, man, love you, man. Love you. Hope everything doing good, man. Much love. Like, love is just a word to me. Like, and I've only been in love, like, twice. Like, genuinely with two different women. And one of them was this year. But, and the other one was, like, in 2017 or 2016, one or the other. But, I mean, aside from that, I haven't really felt true love in, like, a good couple years. And that's okay because a lot of people aren't supposed to love you. It's people that may perceive me as the type of person that I'm a threat to them or they don't like me because I'm me or whatever the case may be or I'm an outspoken person that just really doesn't give a fuck about anybody but myself, but I care about a few people at times. But overall, like, I mean, that's just the way my life is. It's been my whole life. Like, people have had their perceptions of me their opinions of me their thoughts of me but i could care less what people think about me you know at the end of the day it's just what it, what it is it's thoughts it's opinions it's perspectives everybody's got some shit to say about you it's a lot of people that's not gonna like you it's a lot of people that's gonna love you it's a lot of people that's gonna you know make whatever they want to make out of you you know based on their thoughts and you know how they feel about you but i don't really care what people think a lot of people may think that way but i really don't you know it is what it is words are words unless you put substance behind it or action then you just talking it's a lot of talk that's why god gave us the option to talk i talk every day <laughs> so i don't mind talking i don't mind listening to what people got to say because guess what it goes in one ear and it goes out the other so but yeah um going into march about the last two months of March of 29, I mean 2020, up until about April, I started getting into training, uh, just helping people out with just anything they needed from me. I felt like that was an escape, too, aside from the stuff I was doing to myself, as far as, like, uh, tattoos, wanting to feel pain, drinking, wanting to feel pain, um, just anything just to feel pain. I just wanted to take an escape from pain, too, so... Uh, just being able to help people aside from training basketball-wise and then videography basketball-wise, too, like just getting into certain stuff. You know, at the same time, amidst the whole pandemic, you know, it's tough, you know, just being in the house, just going to work, going to a gas station, going to a grocery store, not really going anywhere else throughout early in the year and just having to deal with all the stuff that goes on in the world was just twice as hard because, like, having to adjust to wearing a mask every day and just not being able to see your family when you want to see your family, um, not being able to see friends how you want to see friends or whatever, however you want to call friends. Um, it's just a lot of stuff. But um, aside from that, um, the pandemic helped me in a sense too because it made me realize more about my health, just being able to take care of myself, health-wise, uh, being able to care about the little things like making sure that aside from washing my hands, you know, that I keep up with, you know, what I've been keeping up with with my hygiene, just making sure that other people are safe too, other people are well too, because, I mean, people dying from it. So at one point we all took it serious, but at this point we're just, you know, brushing it off. We're living life. We're young, all that stuff. So, like, you know, it was what it was throughout the course of April, 
um, late March, and then um, we going to we go into May and um, it's still going through the same stuff. Like we still have a pandemic aside from all this, I'm still working. Um, there were times where I would excessively drink and then I would just, you know, have crossfaded moments, you know, involving, um, substance and just certain things like that. Just being able to try to get an escape from certain things, but it was just temporary. Cause like when you go through that stuff prior to the night, Waking up the next day, it's just, you just feel like bullshit. You just feel like nothing's really, you know, working for you in a sense. But me, I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it as, as in a sense of like, man, I got to be able to just take what I can give and just give what I can take and just go from it and just being like, hey, look, I'm putting this stuff in my body. I don't care. You know, just give it to me, anything. I'll take anything and all that stuff. So. And then um, we fast forward into June, and the first week of June was I'm starting to appreciate little things in life more as far as, like, just accepting who I am, just being who I am, and just representing myself in my own way because a lot of people didn't really understand. And then um, June 10th, or hold on wait i think it's june 14th 2020 um probably one of like the top 10 best days of my life i went on a picnic with uh this woman named l and she we had a conversation during that picnic and I was able to just say everything that I wanted to say as far as like just being honest and being myself. And I've never had such a great experience on a picnic for three hours in my entire life. And it was in Daffin Park and I set everything up. And just to be able to have a conversation with someone who was about like two, three younger, two, three years younger than I was, but had such a mature, broad outlook on a lot of stuff really opened my eyes to like, man, there's people in this world that can really think about stuff, certain stuff the same way you can think about it, too. And throughout the course of June 14th, 2020 to September 22nd. 2020 94 days was some of the best days of this year aside from me feeling like complete shit because she was able to provide me with a sense of happiness that I was that I hadn't got or wasn't really too fond of seeing like and it wasn't even just like the stuff that comes along with meeting a woman it's just like the simple stuff like like I could tell her about my problems and she'll be able to help me form solutions in as far as solving the problems. And I can be able to, you know, do little things as far as like, you know, sending out texts and just, you know, buying flowers and just, you know, getting stuff because she deserved it and she didn't even have it. And just certain stuff like that. And it's just like the little things that made me appreciate like who she was, like her smile and the way she laughed and the way she, you know, carried herself, the way she worked hard, you know, and the way she had a lot of shit going on in her life. And she was able to put stuff aside to make sure I was OK. It's just some of that stuff was just beautiful. And. I really hate that in the course of 94 days that it's not being able to be continued to this day because it's a lot of stuff that was probably left unsaid on my part. And, you know, just it's it just felt too easy. Like I wasn't ready to give up. I wasn't ready to give up or I wasn't ready to, you know, relinquish that. You know, I wanted it to be. 
I wanted to be better than it was because it, it's tough dating, like, at this point in time, like, being in our 20s. Like, I realized, like, whether you're in your early 20s or late 20s, it's tough dating just in general because, like, you don't know what people be on. You don't know why they want to fuck with you unless they're honest with you. You don't know, you know, you don't really know what you want out of stuff until you meet somebody. And just meeting someone like her, like, she's one of the few that, you know, I, I'm the type of person I look at, you know, quality over quantity. So just being able to be with someone like that is just different different and and she was better than any other woman i've dealt with and you know i've dealt with a lot of temporary ass women like women that were cool at one point but you know they on their own ways like dealing with people like a like a heaven or like a michaela or like a or just certain things like that or a, a falanta or just certain things like that just dealing with certain people like that Great people now. Don't get me wrong. Great people that have great paths. But overall, temporary. It's temporary. And that's not a bad thing because they have to move on with their lives. I have to move on with my life. Like, I have to be who I am, too. But I feel like the world would be much better if people were just more honest about their intentions with people. Because a lot of people are really out here just practicing with people's hearts and people's feelings and that's why from a woman's standpoint that they're so guarded because like they don't want to deal with no bullshit they don't want to deal with stuff that they either had to go through in the past or they heard from their friends dealing with it in the past they don't want to go through bullshit they want to go through real shit like even if it's fucked up shit it has to be real like you have to tell people exactly what you want out of meeting them it's a purpose. It's a reason. And I was able to exemplify that throughout the course of in the beginning on June 14th. I was able to say everything I wanted to say that most guys will probably do throughout the course of fucking with a girl for about one to three months and saying, oh, by the way, we 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 going to do this and that. And then but let's keep it real, though. Everybody is, you know gravitated towards sex a lot of relationships are built off of lust and sex and it's tough to build off of something like that because i'm the type of person where i'm not gonna share my body with just anybody like i'm not gonna just because i find you physically attractive and just you have nice features and stuff doesn't mean i want to have sex with you like and there have been times when i've i've turned down sex and I've felt good about that because I'm like, man, no, I can't do this. Like, a lot of people having premarital sex is just, they're really just practicing with that, too, because they don't really know what they're getting themselves involved into. Then, unless it's cordial, unless you guys have verbal acknowledgement of it just being what it is, one person is going to catch feeling, the other person is going to be like, oh, it was that easy? <laughs> okay. Either they're going to get it again or they're going to move on. That's just the way it goes. And it's and it's sad because it's a lot of people that have probably the potential of being great partners as far as, like, being able to be with somebody for uh, an extended period of time and for all that to just to be washed up just based off of a sexual experience or multiple sexual experience to the point where it doesn't lead anywhere is just really tough. It's really tough. And overall, like, we're all grown, so we can say what's on our minds. A lot of people are scared. Some people are scared. But you can say what's on your mind. So you can be like, hey, you can tell a girl that you just want to fuck. Because one thing I hate, I hate wasting somebody's time. And I hate wasting my own time dealing with something that could be lingering on when from the jump I could have told you what it is and what it ain't. And for me personally, I've never asked for sex. I've never asked for sex because I felt like it was unnecessary. And mostly my body is too valuable just to give to a random bitch. <laughs> my body is way too valuable. Like, I feel like I have to get to know you from a certain standpoint to the, where I can build a comfortable level with you. 
and we can be able to vibe off of that bond. Now, if that's something that we can get into and then it's and then consent, making sure that she says it's okay. Aside from me saying, oh, it's going to be okay regardless. No, that's not how it works. Consent more than anything. It's a lot of women in here that, you know, go through stuff or, you know, roll up, you know, match, you know, drinking. That leads to just unnecessary bullshit. And then they look back on it and it's just, it's tough to put into words or it's tough to even think about because, We can't put ourselves in women's shoes aside from how men think. And I'm not saying all men think the same. I'm just saying that it's like it's just become a constant pattern to the point where like people don't really understand how it is from a relationship standpoint when it means like when I'm looking for a girl or if I want somebody that I want to spend uh, an extended amount of time in my life with or, or the rest of my life with. I want somebody that's not going to give up on me regardless if I go through good times and bad times. Somebody that's going to be able to have my back and not fold on me when it gets under pressure. And trust me, it's pressure. It's a lot of pressure, especially when you marry. Like A lot of people don't understand. You have to be mentally tough emotionally tough to prepare to spend the rest of your life with somebody that you really care about to the point where that's your best friend that's your ride or die that's your significant other that's gonna who that's gonna be the person who's gonna represent you in a female version or in a male version that's gonna be somebody that's gonna be able to help you out on days when you can't even help yourself you know just certain things like that And I can't sit here and blame it on age because age is nothing. It's just all about a maturity level. Like for me dating this year, dating a girl for 94 days and then respectfully parting ways to the point where I may or may not have made a mistake. And you have to own up to being who you are. You have to love yourself first. You have to understand who you are first before you can get yourself involved with anybody and just Like I said, like dealing with a girl for 94 days and not dealing with her for like to the point where we're not. It's been 91 days since we haven't been together. And it's been throughout the course of the 91 days. We've only had two to three brief conversations. And there's times when I want to be able to, you know, text or call her and check up on her, see how she's doing and all stuff. But another part of me is like, is she going to do the same for you? Is she going to be willing to text you randomly on a day just to see how you are doing? Aside from like a major day like your birthday or anything like that. Is she even thinking about you? Just little stuff like that. And then a part of you is like, a part of me as a man is like, I have to give her that space. And I have to let her be who she wants to be. And I can support her, but... Like, it's tough to try to support somebody that you can barely communicate with nowadays. Like, we like going from constantly talking to one another within a daily basis at times to the point of not even talking at all and we're damn near strangers. It's just, it's crazy to me. It's stupid. Because, like, I'm an adult. Like, (laughs) I'm an adult, man. I'm an adult, and at the end of the day, I don't hold grudges. Life is too short to hold grudges. So I'm just like, look, I don't mind being friends with somebody that, you know, did me like not and not on her part. I'm just speaking in general. Did me wrong. I don't mind being friends with somebody that I don't not even being friends. I don't mind having a respect level for someone that did me wrong. I don't mind having a respect level for somebody that was able to not give a fuck about me to a certain extent where something happened and we fell off and just certain stuff like that because life is too short for that. Like, look, at the end of the day, I want to see everybody that cares about me and I care about them succeed. Even if I can't succeed, I want to see them succeed because that's going to help me out in the long run too. But just, you know, a lot of people aren't adults yet. A lot of people have not matured yet. And it's really just such a sad feeling because like, And I can't even blame it on age. It's part of experience. Like, 
experience taught me in life, just like certain people that weren't that were temporary in my life throughout the course of the past two years, from like a Michaela or a Falanta or, or a Heaven or a or a, or a L or a, or just yeah, just certain stuff like that. It's just temporary, you know. And it's not a knock on those people. It's just life, like. And and you know what's funny? You know what's the funny part about it? I didn't ask any of those people to leave. God put those people out of my life. God took everybody, everybody that God places in my life. He's either gonna let them stay, or he's gonna let them, or he's gonna take them out. And I haven't, I haven't let any of them leave. I didn't ask for any of them to leave. God took them out. And that's just, that's just the, that's just the facts. The overall thing of it, the whole thing, is just the facts. And you know, at the end of the day, they helped me. They really helped me. You know, people that treated me good gave me happiness to the people that were temporary and, you know, don't really give a shit about me now. They helped me. They elevated me to a person I am today to the point where, you know, I'm a broad personality, you know. Like <laughs> they helped shape me to realize my potential in this world aside from how I felt on in December of 2019 they helped shape me into a person that I was or who I was and all I can do is just thank them like I gotta thank them because they really like it's I'm smiling right now just talking about this because they really like elevated me to the type of person that I wanted to be and they helped create the person I wanted to be for myself. And, you know, my persona is just, I'm one of one. I'm one of one. Like, like a lot of people don't understand. That's a, that's a way deeper feeling. Like, especially, like, a lot of people who don't know my name, they call me Will or Will Switch, aside from my real name, was actually Seth. Like, like, and I don't even feel like two different type of people. I feel like the same person. And they really help elevate me to the type of person I am today. And just, just tell, I want to personally thank them because they were able to show me a side of me that I needed for myself uh, in order to elevate myself in a positive way, in a positive mindset at times. Because, you know, it's still stuff. It's st- I still have my bad days. I still go through stuff. But it's not as severe as it was from a year ago. It's not as severe as it was from a year ago at all. And then now we're at the point where I'm in my life now. And there's there's really only about seven to eight people I can rely on. And that's Jamari Mack, uh, Abriana Bass, Dexter Beard, um, Malik Roberson, uh, Ruth Campbell, which is my mom. Percival Williams, which is my dad, and probably my brother, which is uh, mine. Those are probably the only people I can rely on right now in my life as far as, like, seeking advice, needing help, going through something that's, you know, severe, good or bad, good or bad, because they want me to exceed just as much as I want them to exceed. They want me to understand my potential just as much as I want them to understand my potential. They want me to elevate myself just just as much as I want them to elevate themselves. Like, that's the circle I'm rocking with. That's the circle that loves me for better or for worse. You know, people like those people, you don't see those people every day. You don't get a chance to meet those people every day. So shout out to those people, man, because those people just really like, they're the reason why I'm still here, why I'm alive, why I'm like elevating myself to higher purpose. Like, they really give me a sense of just, you know, keep pushing, keep pushing. That's why this year... When my birthday came, I just treated it as a sense of a marathon because, like, in my life, I've gone through a bunch of hurdles, obstacles, stuff in my life that could have that knocked me down. And I could have stayed down, but I got back up, you know, and I just had to. And it's crazy because I'll be telling people the same stuff and they be going through shit, too. Like, I'll give I'll give great advice to somebody that I probably wouldn't even give to myself. And it's stupid because, like. The only way I look at it for myself is like, man, it's a marathon. I'm going through it. I'm running my course. I haven't reached the finish line yet, but at some point I'm going to see the finish line. And the finish line for me is just a matter of the fact that when um, 
certain things in my life to a point where I feel happily stable with it, then I'll feel like I reached the finish line. And then I'll just go from there. But people like that, you don't meet people like that every day. So I got to give credit to those people that just helped me throughout the course of this year and then the past year in general, too. Honorable mention, you, you can give honorable mention to Bobby Cook. Bobby Cook helped me out countless times to the point where people don't even understand the type of person he is. You know, people like Amani McFadden. Amani McFadden helped me out, too. Um, you just got a lot of people in general that just was able to help me out through certain things. You got people like Markeith Harris, uh, Cordonasia Murchison, Deion Johnson, uh, Tamia Williams, just people like that in general, like be able to help me out. Um, Amani, Austin, uh, Malik McAlpine, you know, Spank, just certain people just to be able to help me out. Um, KB, Jalicia, um, Xavier Blake, um, just certain people like that. You don't meet people like that every day. The people I, the people that are in my life, I do not take any of them for granted at all. I appreciate Jay, just people like Jay, everybody. And Jay's been one of my best friends since like the sixth grade. Like he's damn near, that's a brother, man. Like people like that in my life. You don't meet people like Zupos, both Zupos. You don't meet people like those in, in your life. Like people, people like those, honorable mention, help elevated me to a certain extent, to a higher purpose. You know, still to, the, still to this day, you know, I give credit to those people and they still help me out in different times, too. I know I know everybody that helps me out just in my life. Um, just different times. They want to help. They just want to help. They just want to be there for you. And I'm there for them, too. And, you know, celebrity wear, just certain people like that, just to be able to help me, elevate me, especially throughout the course of this year. It's been a trying year. It's been a trying year. And I've been through a lot of stuff this year. Like, I've been through a lot of stuff such as, like, a miss working, dealing with the whole pandemic, going out, drinking excessively, um, driving while drinking excessively. Um, just doing a lot of reckless endangerment stuff to harm myself and not even care about people. Like, and I have to do a better job at that as far as like checking up on people. And I talked, I talked to Brandon Paget about this the other day too. I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta take, I gotta do a better job on reaching out to people and seeing how they're doing, just as, uh, as far as like making sure they're good. As if they would do the same for me. And I'd be doing that to some people too. Like, there's people I care about, like uh, Felicity or Anisha or just everybody that I mentioned earlier. I'll call them up from time to time and see how they're doing and everything like that. And, you know, sometimes they call back, sometimes they don't. But, I mean, it's just the, it's just the principle. It's the principle. You, the, the same energy that you're going to put forth towards other people, you, you want to expect that back. And if you can't expect that back, then you have to prioritize who you're going to fuck with. And who you're not going to fuck with. And like I said, it's been nights where I've excessively drunk. It's been nights where I've driven and I was, you know, under the influence. It's been nights where I put myself in dangerous situations to the point where I didn't even know if I was going to make it home the next night. But overall, like I'm here. <laughs> I can't complain. Like, you know, even in my life, right, my, even my life right now, like on a scale of one to ten, ten being the best, one being the worst as far as like how I feel in my life right now. I'm really at like a smooth six. I'm at a smooth six right now because like it could be stuff that could be better, but it's going to be better as time goes on. And I can understand that and move forward with that. And I can live with that. And as far as coming into 2021, elevating myself to a better situation than I'm in now, it's going to take time. And I had to learn that too. Like I wanted everything to be right away. I wanted everything to be like, you know, there, like bam. But like, no, it's not going to work that way. Because it all starts with me. It all starts with me. I have to put myself in a position or in certain positions to the point where I want to see myself where I want to be. And even if it takes a substantial amount of time, it's going to be well worth it in the end. And I truly believe, I'm a firm believer that overall in God's plan, like I love God's plan, like, like, like just being able to learn certain stuff along 
along the way. Like I had to forgive a lot of people. I had to understand a lot of people and myself and forgive myself too. I had to coexist with people, which meaning I had to learn about their lives too, just as much as I learned about mine. And I had to be more knowledgeable about certain things in life as far as dealing with situations for myself or dealing, helping people get through situations or just understanding people or just being more knowledgeable about certain aspects of something and just things like that. All of those things help elevated me in a wealth type of way. Like I, I got more better at those stuff at, at those things this year. Like little by piece by piece, little by little, I was able to do certain things that was able to like I looked at myself and be like, you did the right thing. You did what you were supposed to do. And then there was times where I like, well, you could have did a little bit better. You could have, you know, did this and did that. But I'm not perfect. I'm not I'm not a perfect human being. I'm a beautiful human being, which means I have flaws to the point where I have some perfections, too. I have some flaws. But overall, I am who I am. I'm one of one. I'm one of one. And no, there's there will not be another Seth Williams like me. So I had to I had to realize that, too. God made me in his own way. He made everybody in his own way. He put us all on this earth to love one another and to understand one another. But a lot of people don't get that, man. They really don't. So, yeah, I mean, aside from that, everything else I have to talk about, I can talk about um, countless experiences. I can talk about different experiences as far as, like, from my dating lifestyle to as far as, like, my crazy nights, you know, drinking and all that stuff. But, um, I mean, it's only little, it's only, like, you know, a few things I can really talk about. I really can't talk about much stuff because that's for me. But um, just going through certain stuff as far as dating-wise, okay, just, you know, each girl is different. So I feel like all the women I've dated, they really just had their own personality about them and what i mean by that is like they were able to carry themselves in a way different than other women carried themselves from too everybody had a little bit different to offer to the table now me personally this year i only dated one person now last year in 2019 i dated like two or three people like but they didn't work out they were temporary people and you know you go through the whole saboom you get to know them every every woman i've met i've been honest with them from the get-go so can no woman say that I'm some bullshit because and if they do say that it probably is something that transpired to the point where they felt hurt and just wanted to use me as an example. And I don't mind taking a blow because I'm like, hey, look, <laughs> if we don't work out, then we just don't work out. You know, I can't sit here and say, you know, I've never aside from one time, aside from one time, I've never sat up here in life and said, damn, I lost a good girl. Aside from one time, and the one time was this year. But aside from that, I've never sat up here and said, damn, I lost a good girl. Because all the women was kind of like, they they were different, but it was the same scenario. Like, we would end up talking, you know, everything's cordial, you know, good. Boom. Sex. Off of flow, though, and, and um, what you call it, consent. It was off of flow and consent. Everything was cool. And then I kept the same energy, but along the way, things switched up. And, you know, whether they want to blame me or whatever the case may be, you know, I don't mind. You know, if you want to blame me, then shit, be my guest. I don't care. Because overall, we were both involved in that situation. So if you feel like you got to put the blame or whatever the case while we didn't work out on somebody, then I'll take that for all for whatever I can get because... Shit, at some point, I got to die someday, right? Somebody got to be able to tell the story. So, shit. At some point, time will come, but that's what I learned about being able to accept who you are as yourself because don't don't involve yourself in anybody else if you're not accepting yourself first. That's more so than anything. Like, there's t there, I've had a one-night stand to the point where I've had, you know, two or three flings with women that were, you know, you know, cordial and everything was respectful and all that stuff. Back in the 2019, 2018, 
I've had crazy bitches like Falanta uh, spray uh, Clorox cleaner in my face because she was harassing me at work and just different people. Like I've had a bunch of dumb shit happen to me based off of from a woman's standpoint. Aside from uh, this year, aside from 2020, had a lot of dumb shit happen to me. But I mean, overall, women like those people, they, like I said, they helped me. They elevated me to who I am today. They made me more aware. They made me realize what bitches not to fuck with and what bitches to fuck with. Because overall, like, like I can, that's the beauty of being single too. Because you can pick and choose what bitch you want to fuck with, what bitch you don't want to fuck with. And if the bitch you want to fuck with is somebody you want to fuck with, you better be damn sure. Because if that's not the case, then don't even waste that bitch time. <laughs> and a lot of people don't understand that. Like, it be niggas out here, it be niggas out here trying to just talk to women, just see, like, what they got going on, what they had at, and, like, what they trying. The <laughs> bitch, they trying to, nigga, they trying to live. Like, <laughs> You just ruining their time. Like, then you got a person like me will try to talk to a woman or try to get to know a woman from a friend standpoint. I don't ever go to a woman thinking that off the bat, oh, we're going to start dating and everything like that from a friend standpoint. And I got to sit up here and just be compared to the nigga that she, the, the last nigga that she was dealing with. Like, nah, don't compare me to that bitch ass nigga. Like, bro, like, bro, like, I mean, like, girl. If you're going to compare me to the mess that he created, I'm not here to clean up no mess. I'm not no fucking custodian. I'm not cleaning up no messes. Like, that's just too much work. And I feel like people, this is why I hate boyfriend, girlfriend uh, relationships too. Because, like, you don't have to put a title on, an exclusive title like that on, like, because, like, you can date. Dating is much easier than saying, oh, that's my boyfriend Oh, that's my girlfriend, because boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, you have mistakes. You have mistakes that pop up out of the blue, and then you got to be able to fix mistakes that came up out of nowhere. And then, of course, it's going to be the man that has to try to fix the mistakes, all that stuff, or to make things respectable again. So whereas if you date, you can pick and choose who you want to fuck with. You can be a, a grown-up and just say what's on your mind and speak your mind from the direct jump to the point where you wasting the motherfucking time and just be honest about it. Like, shit, if you just want to tell a girl you want to... It's two types of ways. You can just be like, hey, man, I find you... You tell a girl, like, hey, I find you attractive um, physically and just everything in general. I wanted to know if, you know, if we could take the time to get to know each other first, but I, I really feel like at some point during the course of this that we may run into the point where we have sex. And if if that's cool with you, that's cool with me too. But I'm not going to force that on you. I'm not going to ask that from you. I just wanted to be cordial enough to see where we could go from this. So I would really like to get to know you first, take you on some dates, get a chance to understand who you are, what you stand for, what you represent. Now, I'm not asking that. I'm not saying that things are going to be great. I'm not going to I'm not saying things are going to be bad. What I'm saying is things are going to be real. And I'm going to keep everything, you know, cordial with you from a respectable manner. Because you deserve it as a woman. You deserve to know what you're going to get into. You deserve to know what you're going to get out of this. And then so on and so forth. And then you got niggas just be like, what you trying, ma? Or whatever the case may be. Just come up to them. Just with the shits. And there be girls that's we with the shits too. Some girls be like. They don't really have the time for that and everything like that, too, and go from there. So, I mean, overall, you have to decide, like, you have to really just reconcile with yourself first. You have to understand who you are first. Then when the time comes, then you can get back into the dating game, figure out from that point, too. Now, don't get me wrong. People that you fuck with in the past, we all have one person that we would get back with in a heartbeat if we had the chance to get back with them. And I have that one person. But... The way I see it is like this. If I get back with them now, it's basically going to be the... It's going to be different because when you're trying to fuck with somebody else or if you're in a relationship to the uh, to the part where you calling each other, that's my girl, that's my nigga, you have to work as a team. And what I mean by that is like you have to be able to understand him and he has to be able to understand her. So if he makes a mistake, tell him about it. 
if she makes a mistake, tell her about it. Don't have people out here just guessing with your body language. Don't have people out here just assuming things good when it's not. If you're going to fuck with somebody that you really want to rock with for the rest of your life, then you really need to be a team. Being part of a team means you have to play your role. You have to accept your role. You have to be able to to take constructive criticism. You have to be able to uplift them. You have to be able to do everything as if you were on a team with actual people, with an actual coach. And then both of y'all are the coaches. Both of y'all are the players. Both of y'all have a playbook. You go by it. You have to live and you have to learn. But overall, the main objective is just being able to handle what you guys offer to each other. The good, the bad, the ugly, all that. You have to be able to accept what you can and accept what you cannot. Talk about stuff. Communication is a lot. That's why I fucked up. I fucked up. There were certain times, and I don't even, and I don't even want to have an excuse to the point where I blame it on work and I work overnight. Because I could have done a way better job at different stuff as far as, uh, as far as more consistent communication within a daily basis. As far as picking moments in between to talk about certain things and things of that nature. Or just trying to find things in between. I could have done such a better job. But you know what? When stuff leaves, you realize. And I hate that. I really hate that because I feel like. Things can be much better than it is now. And I feel like like when you fuck with somebody, you're going to go through the honeymoon phase. And the honeymoon phase is one to three months. It's going to feel like you're on cloud nine. You know, you're fucking with that person. He fucking with you. She fucking with you. You know, she like your vibe. He like your vibe. All the energy is good and everything like that. Then either in that third month or after that third month hit, real shit going to crack. And you're going to be like, damn, we four months, we about four months in and you're trying to figure out like, man, you're going to, and then your mind just starts to coil with you, just play with you. But don't, you have to ha- be able to willingly have a conversation to understand, you know, each month, each month that you fucking with one another, have a conversation to the point where, how you feel? How do I feel? Just say what's on your mind. Speak your mind. Because... You don't want to waste nobody's time. You don't want to waste your time. You want to be able to understand that whatever you're going to get yourself into, you got into it for a reason. You want to be a part of it for a reason. If you want to be in it, you're going to be in it. If you want to be out, you're going to voice that too. You're going to voice it either way. So a lot of people have to realize that too. As far as my crazy nights, I'm going to probably just chill on it a little bit. As far as this year coming to a close, next year, not as much. Uh, I've spent too many nights, you know, drinking a lot of brown liquor just because I wanted to mixing a lot of white and brown liquor, um, driving under the influence to the point where I shouldn't even been doing that in the first place. Um, just meeting, meeting people. Um, and I didn't do anything. I just met a lot of people and here and there, and they really don't mean shit to me now. You know, because you go out, you're going to meet certain people and, you know, you don't even talk to them at that point in time. Um, aside from that, it's been a trying year. A lot of people, we still have to wear a mask. It's a lot of people that ain't wearing no mask, um, except for when they go to grocery stores and shit. When they out, they don't wear no mask. Um, it's a lot of people that just really just capping the year off how they want to cap the year off, I guess. But... Just being able to just tell my truth, speak my mind, it was much needed. Uh, it was a good reflection on a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff out of my head that I wanted to get out of my head. Uh, all the people that I mentioned in here, good or bad, man, everybody helped elevate me to the person I am today and so forth and so on. Like, I'm still evolving as a person. I'm only 23 years old, so, I mean, I still have like a good amount left in me good left in the tank as far as like finding opportunities for myself uh bettering myself putting myself in good positions um things of that nature so um just and just if you listen to this point man thank you man just for everything just people like people that in my life i really don't take them for granted at all 
And, you know, even though I may do some crazy shit or say some crazy shit, I'm just me, man. I'm just Seth. And um, I'm just one-on-one. I'm one-on-one.